Amen. It don't get any better than that, does it? That's a good job, Judy. I'm glad to be with you this morning. Pastor will be back next week, and glad that he's able to get away and enjoy some time with his family. And I must say that it is always a joy, though, to stand before God's people and proclaim the Word of God. I don't take it lightly uh, that, that I get to do this. I, uh, I was thinking as Connie was singing how timely her songs always are. Uh, just timely as they can be. Uh, I go to uh, several churches uh, here, there, and yonder for the purpose of helping churches out. The majority of churches that I go to do not have pastors. And of course now, I'm gonna be doing the youth for a while. I've, um, I've limited those outings. I have two left on my schedule and after that I will not take any for a while till God leads us in another direction. Um, but I want to encourage all you uh, middle school or teens to get on out here uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, we got something in store for you, and we want you to come and join us. I'm going to talk and share today about a lady that I've shared about before, but I'm going to look at her in a little different way. And I want you to go with me tonight, today in this message, it just, I'm almost ready to cry because of this woman in the Word of God. And I want to share with you, if you have your Bibles or if you want to look, Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34, you've seen this person many times. I've preached out of this book countless times, but we'll look at it in a little different way today. Mark is the writer here, and... Um, he starts it out this way. <clears throat> and a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, she came to the press behind and touched his garment. For, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Verse 30. And immediately Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and saying, Thou, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come into your presence this morning, we're thankful, Lord, 
for all that has been done to glorify your name. We thank you, Lord, for the songs and the presentation for our children, and God, the prayers and the testimony. And above all, Lord, we thank you for the, uh, the written word that has been read before your people. Help us, Lord, today, Father, to be in your will. And Father, help us to be exactly what you want us to be. And we will thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Mark uh, Linville uh, came to me today and he said, you haven't changed the title on me, have you? And uh, that's kind of a running joke with me. It's hard for me to prepare a message weeks before. Uh, I'm usually the day before or this morning, something that God puts on my heart. But the Lord had put this on my heart several days ago. But the name was changed a little bit from time to time. And Mark, for some reason, knew that. This morning, healing at Jesus' feet is the title of a message. But I could also add a couple more. Um, healing by kneeling. Or developing faith and seeing God come real. You see, every one of us this morning walked into this church. Some of us had many burdens. We may not show it because sometimes we try to put on our best face for our people because we love them so. But look at this woman, this lady. I want to look at her for just a moment if, if we can. You know her. She could be you or someone like you. And men, because we're using a certain woman, does not exclude you from the tragedies of life, nor the pain or the suffering that goes along with it. We all have our afflictions. You could be sick today, and no one but you know it. Or someone very close to you could be sick, and no one knows it but you because you're a true friend. This lady is sick. And there's a lot of pain that goes along with her sickness. There's loneliness. The countless hours that she may be weeping over her future. There's fear. How far will this go? How far will this, will this take me? How, how many tears will I shed? The unknown future that's right in front of her and you and I. It's devastating sometimes. The sadness and the rejection, all of this is incorporated because she's sick, she's ill. And yet, your problem and my problem may not be physical. Maybe it's emotionally. Maybe, maybe it's spiritual. Maybe Maybe you really, really don't know Jesus as Savior. You come to church, and that's good, isn't it? 
But maybe you don't know him in the free pardon and forgiveness of sin, and, and yet maybe you're the only one that knows that. Maybe perhaps you've agonized like this lady has for 12 years or more. And every day that you wake up, there's this situation in your life. We know her, don't we? And now that we're being real honest with ourselves, wow, we know her really well. Better still, Jesus knows her. <laughs> this is the first condition to develop faith. The first condition to develop faith is having a need. There's going to be five of these conditions to develop faith. This is the first one. She has a need. You, me, have needs. Your need may not be yourself, may be your child. <laughs> your need may not be your child, it may be your grandchild. You know, we live in a really cruel world. Our children need Jesus. <laughs> we need Jesus. And so we see the world waxing worse and worse and our hearts seem to be getting callous to the strange things that's going on around us. But let's look a little deeper at this lady. She, according to the scripture that I read you, has tried everything. But nothing fills her need. She has a need. Remember, that's the first condition of developing faith. Um, perhaps she's confided in a friend, or perhaps she's confided in maybe someone in her family that's really close to her. But she grew worse. Doctors could not help her. Um, hey, and she kept getting worse. Doctors are not always the answer, are they? She spent all that she had. She's not only sick now, but she's poor. Nothing better. Only growing worse. She is desperate. Are you desperate? Oh, I remember the day that I was so desperate. The day was December 17th, 1978. You all know that date. It's a date where I found myself needing a Savior. And I found myself to an old-fashioned altar and gave my life to Jesus. This woman is desperate. You may know someone like her. This may be you. So we know she has the first condition to develop faith, and that is that she has a need. She is really maybe ready to throw in the towel. Maybe perhaps she's ready to give up 
And I know you've heard this old saying, maybe she's at the end of her rope and there's no knot tied in the bottom of it. She's had it. She doesn't know where to turn. But then along comes Mark chapter 5, verse 27. And the Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, that's the second condition to develop faith, is hearing. What did she hear? What did she hear that she might develop the second condition for faith? She heard. What did she hear? Well, she must have heard about Jesus. Someone told her about the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Who told her? I don't know. The scripture doesn't tell us. Perhaps it was her sister. Perhaps it was a good friend that may have said something like this. You've tried everything, and you have no peace. You've paid the doctors all this money, and yet you've grown worse. Have you ever heard of a man by the name of Jesus? It may have went something like that. I don't know. I cannot fill in the gap. But I do know this, that she heard. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. What does this change? <laughs> well, it changed my whole being when I heard about Jesus. See, I didn't really hear about Jesus till I was 23 years old. I know. Where was I in Sunday school? I wasn't. Where was I in youth? I wasn't. I just wasn't. And I was miserable. <laughs> tired of being made fun of. And tired of not knowing. Tired of not having a church. But when I turned 23 years old, my wife began to tell me about Jesus. I heard about Jesus. That was the second condition to develop faith. First, I had a need. What? I was lost. Secondly, I heard. It was beautiful to my ears. And when we hear, hope is born. When we hear, hope is born. This woman, this certain woman, in Mark chapter 5, heard about Jesus. And so suddenly, this woman that had no hope whatsoever, hope, just a little bit of hope, began to take root in our hearts. And something was beginning to change. She heard of Jesus. And perhaps this friend or sister or whoever it was that told her about Jesus, perhaps he said something like this. You know they say he is the giver of life. You know also that they call him the great physician. Do you know also that he is probably, perhaps, the Messiah? 
I don't know exactly what she heard. But she had the courage to go one more day. The woman who was ready to give up maybe had one more day. Maybe a seed of faith was taking root. Have you heard about Jesus? What he can really do for you? He can take a, a no-count sinner, lost and undone, and give him peace. A peace that I can't even explain to you. Why? Because when I heard, something took root. And after she heard in verse 27 of Mark, the Bible says she came, which is the third condition to develop faith. So she has a need, she heard, and now she came. She came. Where's she coming to? She's coming to where Jesus is. You being at church today is a good thing. Why? I can tell you this, you will find Jesus in this church. Our pastor, thank the Lord, will talk about Jesus in the building and out of the building. We have a wonderful under-shepherd. She had a need, she heard, and she came. You that are here today, did you hear? Do you have a need? Young people, let me ask you a question. Do you have a need? Life's a little tougher on you than you let on, isn't it? Life's a little harder. Everybody doesn't understand. The old goats, that's me, are set in their ways. They just don't understand. Oh, but Jesus does. And he'll stick closer than a brother. I want to encourage you to come out Wednesday. So she came. Third condition to develop faith. Then when she came, she saw this crowd. Oh, that must have been devastating. Because remember, the scripture tells us they were thronging Jesus. Meaning there were multitudes of people around him. And she probably began the battle in her head. Oh, can I get to him? I've got to get to him. But can I get to him? I'm weak. I've been sick for 12 long years. I'm probably not eating good because I don't have any money. I'm, I'm poor. I've spent all that I had on doctors. And can I get to him? Can I get to Jesus? That's where I need to get then she says to herself, perhaps, look, look at all these people that want to be around him. There must be something to these truths are now beginning to flood my heart. Perhaps there is hope. Maybe, and she begins to get excited now because she sees so many people wanting Jesus and she finds that her faith is increasing. 
And then she says these words. She says, If I may but touch his clothes. <laughs> I may but touch his clothes. What is that? Well, friends, I'll tell you what that is. That, that's, that's belief. She's believing, which is the fourth condition to develop faith. She believes. She has a need. She heard. She saw. And now she believes. Blessed are you that believe. The Bible says, he that believeth is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. But because you have a need, because you have heard, because you have seen, you now believe. She did. I believe in her statement, she said, if I can but just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Do you understand what a statement that is for somebody that has been sick for 12 long years? And she had tried everything. Everything. She tried friends, Kenny. Family. Doctors. Probably her own self-diagnosis, but yet grew worse. So she has completed four conditions to develop faith. Have you? Do you have a need? Yes. Well, how can you answer that for me? <laughs> Because everyone needs to get closer to Jesus. You know that it might be important that we as older Christians become closer to the Lord. That our younger kids in middle and, and high school might see that Jesus is alive and well in us. Does he come forth in our life that they might know, yes, there's something about that man, there's something about that woman today that sang, because you know what? I want to know if there's something real about this Jesus. And finally, folks, in making the bow and tying this up, so our shoes will stay on, She crawled on her knees and she actually touched the hem of the garment. Now, if you read Mark chapter 5, you could say, you don't know that she crawled. Maybe not, but if I read Luke and I read Matthew, you see, Luke says in Luke 8.43, that she touched the border of his garment. I don't know about you, and I'm not a seamstress, but I believe the border of the garment is way down low. And Matthew tells us in Matthew 9, 20, 
that she touched the hem of the garment. Just two words translated different, saw by these people who pinned down the Gospels. And by touching Jesus, she included the fifth condition to develop faith. And that was, she touched Jesus. Healing by kneeling. Church, I want to tell you something. Our pastor really, really wants fire from heaven in this church, that good fire. And we're going to get it when we get on our knees. In closing, she had a need. She heard. She came, she believed, and she touched. Jesus takes it just a little further here. You, by the way, you know when a preacher says in closing, you only got 20 more minutes left, don't you? I'm kidding. Jesus said in Mark chapter 5, verse 30, Who touched my clothes? You remember the story, don't you? And the disciples said, Master, all these people are around you, and you ask, Who touched my clothes? Now Jesus could have said this, Well, the person that touched my clothes has a need. The, the person that touched my clothes heard about me. The person that touched my clothes came. And I know that there was someone that touched me because I felt virtue go out of me. She touched Jesus in a very special way. Now as we get ready for a song, we're going to do what the Moody's did back in the in the 1890s, we're going to have an invitation. That invitation is to you. I'll not come back and grab you. I'll not say much to you. I'll pray with you if you need me to pray with you. But here's my question to you this morning as we have our invitation. Do you have a need? And I know you've heard about Jesus because I've told you about him. <laughs> have you heard? You have? Don't leave here without knowing him today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we know that many here this, this morning have a need. We all have needs, Lord. Some of them spiritual. Some people that are before us this morning are unsaved. Some have been coming to church for a while, but they're still unsaved. They need a Savior. They've heard about Jesus. Help them come to Jesus. And help them believe in Jesus. And help them and me 
touch the hem of his garment. In Jesus' name, amen.